Hello and welcome to episode 295 of the Rivers Podcast. We are closing in on episode 300. And I still haven't told you what I'm going to do, but we'll figure something out, right? This is a solo episode, but I'm trying to do a real episode here. So we're going to dive into some news. So if you see me, pull my phone up so I can look at my notes. And right off the bat, I want to talk about Lotus. That's because Lotus is building a brand new hypercar. It's their first all-new car in 11 years. And it's called the Type 130. That's correct. Yes, the Type 130. Lotus is saying this is going to be a game changer. And the name comes from the 130 types that they've built over the 71-year history of Lotus. The car is going to debut on July 16th, and rumor has it that it's going to cost over a million dollars. Lotus is using the word hypercar, and it's all electric. An all-electric Lotus hypercar. This is going to be interesting. They're making 130 of them to go with the name, which relates to the number of cars built, like I said. It'll be interesting to see how Lotus maintains its handling advantage while moving to an electric platform. I wonder if this is going to be a larger car than we've seen from Lotus to help distribute the weight of the battery pack and to keep the Lotus handling characteristics that we would all expect from a vehicle that wears the Lotus name. This is not going to be an added lightweight. This is not going to be an added lightness sort of situation here, but it's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. It should be... I don't know. I don't know what to expect of this one at all. So I'm genuinely curious to see how this one goes. So we got to wait till July 16th. Now, speaking of electric vehicles, Elon Musk has been making some uh, pretty, 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 pretty big claims about the upcoming pickup truck. For starters, he said it's going to start under $50,000. He said it's going to out-truck a Ford F-150, and it's going to out-drive a Porsche 911. And it's going to tow 300,000 pounds. I mean, what are you doing, Elon? What are you you doing, man? Um, That's not possible in one vehicle. It's going to have Blade Runner-esque styling, which I'm fine with. That part sounds cool. It may be able to do a marketing stunt where it tows something massive. A Mini Cooper electric concept just towed a 300,000-pound Boeing 777 jumbo jet freight plane. That's not the towing capacity, though. That's a stunt on flat ground over a short distance. I want to know the towing capacity that it can handle for a long haul in the high heat on a severe grade, Uh, whatever the name of that dam, that pass that all the truck makers test their trucks on, take it there. If it can do it there, then, you know, then I'll be interested. There's no way it will have a 300,000 pound towing capacity. And of course, the cult of Tesla folks, or more the cult of Elon really, are eating this up, talking about how it's going to be, you know, the greatest vehicle ever made. Yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. Well, I mean, let's not, let's not be stupid here. Let's not, let's not, it's just so stupid. It's just so stupid to tweet those facts and figures out and say that that's possible. You can't do it. Um, so, you know, whatever. And now something that you can do, you turn to Honda. Honda 
has done it again in the realm of speedy lawnmowers. Honda in the UK loves setting lawnmower speed records. They had a uh, car. They had a lawnmower called the Mean Mower. Now they come have come back with the Mean Mower Mark II. And the Mean Mower Mark II uses the engine from a CBR1000RR Fireblade. It's 192 horsepower. The record they're going for is 0 to 100. And they got it. They did it in 6.28 seconds. 0 to 100. Uh, if you're curious, the fastest, because it's two runs, you know, one one way, one the other way, and then average. But the fastest zero to sixty run of the of the two runs, three point oh eight seconds on a fucking lawnmower. That's badass. And apparently, a few journalists just got to drive it today, and I'm wildly jealous. Honda, where was my invite for that one? Um, yeah, we would have liked to have given that one a go. Apparently, in a, it can hit like hundred and fifty miles an hour. That would have been fun. Now, it's funny to talk about fun because I'm switching to a topic about the dilution of fun. Brand dilution, so to speak. Cadillac has cut the nuts off its V-Series vehicles. Cadillac just showed off, or like a week or two ago, the CT5V and the CT4V. These essentially replaced the ATS-V and the CTS-V. Now, if you'll remember, the ATS-V had a high 400 horsepower, I believe it was, something like that. But the CTS-V had 640 horsepower, monster machine. The new vehicles, 320 and 355 horsepower. Why? What's, uh, why call them Vs? Why not call them V Sports? I do not get it. It's it's and they said there are two track focused, more performance oriented versions coming. Call those the V's. Don't call these ones the V's. Call those the V's. Call these V Sports or Sports or something else. Just not V. You are you worked hard for decades to build a brand within your brand. You you know so much time, money, effort energy was spent carving out a corner of the luxury sports sedan and coupe world and wagon even. Um, and people responded to it and it was great and they were wonderful and they just got wilder and better as time marched on. And then all of a sudden you're just like, you know, you know, that, uh, that great brand loyalty and brand enthusiasm we built up for the V badge and all of that stuff. Let's just piss on it and light it on fire. Now, 320 and 355 horsepower. That's pretty good. Those will probably be entertaining cars to drive. They just shouldn't be called V's. If they were V sports, I would be giving a thumbs up. This, this wouldn't even be a conversation. It's just the fact that you're calling them V's. I don't care that there's more aggressive V's coming. Those should just be the V's, and these should just be sports or V-sports. It's, it's frustrating. It's annoying. I wish they hadn't done it. So there's that. Um, sliding away from news, though, I'm sticking on Cadillac because I am sitting in a Cadillac. This is a Cadillac. Oh, obviously, I'm not driving, so you know this is parked in my garage. Um, <laughs> just want to clarify that. The car's not on any of that. Um, this is a CT6, but this is a CT6 Super Cruise, and I've been really eager to try out this system. This is, from what I've read, the best of the Level 2 autonomous settings in a production vehicle. People like this, outside of the Tesla people, people who actually test the differences, say Super Cruise 
is the best and the smoothest one. Now, the deal with Super Cruise is it relies on already mapped highways to work. So that helps it a bit. And then there's all sorts of radar and cameras outside the car. And then there's a sensor where I've stuck a light there to get some light in here because it's dark. But behind that light, there's a sensor at the top of the steering wheel that constantly monitors your eyes. It can see through sunglasses. It's, it's pretty neat because to get Super Cruise available to turn on, you have to be on a, a mapped highway. And I think there's like 200,000 miles of mapped highway right now. So plenty of, there's plenty you have to be on the highway. Um, and then a, an icon will turn on in the gauge cluster. That's like a little white steering wheel. And then there's a button, corresponding button on the steering wheel. You push that, Super Cruise kicks on, and it's like Super Cruise control. So you can change the speed and all that stuff. But then there's a green light that illuminates in the top of the steering wheel. And that means the system is activated, and it just maintains your lane and cruises on down the highway. And it's pretty darn good. I used it the other day. It's very smooth. I only had one instance where I was driving into direct sunlight on a washed out section of highway where it lost it for a sec alert comes up says super cruise you know can't find the road and you just put your hands back on the, the, the steering wheel and it's fine because for the system to work you have to be watching the road so i wasn't like you know looking over here talking like this or doing that i was still looking at the road and i was like oh it's, it didn't read that okay and then two seconds later i it was ready to go again push the button and it was fine that's the only instance i've had of an issue the rest of the time it's been it's it's pretty it works really really well it can't change lanes like autopilot and it's not an on-ramp to off-ramp situation like navigate which is the new upgraded version of autopilot though i've heard navigate has some wonkiness into it unto itself there but i have not experienced autopilot personally so i can't speak to it's how good it is or how it compares to super cruise super cruise is the best system i've personally experienced i will say that though it is nice the problem with systems like this though you get bored because you have to be watching the road but you're not doing the driving it's cool it's nice it's it's pretty good in stop and go traffic really when you're just you know you just want to focus on the road and you're not that way you're not just constantly on the gas and the brake. Um, it's also good in just wide open stretches as well. In mixed, that's, you know, you'd probably want to take the wheel a bit then um, and work your way through traffic as you see fit because you're going to want to change lanes a bit more then. But um, overall, it's it's a pretty enjoyable system. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I like it. And I... I, I I'm curious where they're going to take it because apparently there's a bunch of upgrades in store for the 2020 rollout, which is going to roll out to other vehicles. I think the CT5 is the right now it's only in the CT6. Then CT5 is going to get it next and then it'll go on from there. Uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this evolves as a system. I think they know they need to get a lane change option next for this to really compete with what Tesla has to offer. But as far as smoothness and um, feeling safe behind the wheel, um, yeah, I like it. I like I like it a lot. It works well and no complaints. And, and then the rest of the car, the CT6 is comfortable. It's got the Panerai sound system, which is is fine. People really hyped it up when it first came out. I don't love it, but it's, it's fine. And, um, but the rest of the car looks good. It drives nice. It's quiet inside. It's a nice vehicle. This one is eighty-three thousand, so it's a little pricey, but it's you know it's a top-tier Cadillac sedan at the moment. So you know, take that for what it is. It is very nicely put together inside. There's plenty of room, all that good stuff. So I do like it. I've been enjoying driving it, and I'm glad I finally got to experience some Super Cruise action. Though I am a bit more excited two weeks from now for the vehicle I just scheduled. Um, 
so I had on my calendar uh, a vehicle I've uh, a vehicle I've been trying to drive for a while now, the Range Rover SV Autobiography. So the SV Autobiography is like the most luxurious one. I think they started like 190, 200, some some crazy number for a Range Rover. But they're the nicest ones you can get. They're insane. And I'm super pumped to have that on my calendar. But something popped up where I had to push that back a little bit because I'm finally getting some time with the Gladiator. Boom. I've been dying to drive a Gladiator. And not only am I getting a Gladiator, I'm getting a Gladiator Rubicon with the six-speed manual. So I'm getting very nearly the one that I want to test most. Not necessarily the one I would buy because I'd probably buy the Overland and save some money. But the Rubicon is the one I most want to test and like thrash around and see what this bad boy is all about. Drop the doors off. You know, let's, let's, let's jeep it up. It's a jeep thing. Uh, I'm going to live that lifestyle for a week with that thing. So I'm looking forward to that. I get that on the 24th. In between then, uh, that weekend prior, I'm borrowing, uh, it's from a company called Lance Camper. So it's one of their in-bed camping systems. And I believe it's in the back of an F-350. And I'm taking that camping with a wifey and kiddo for the weekend. So I'm very excited to do that as well. Keep an eye out on Instagram because I'll be posting plenty of pictures of that one ahead of an eventual write-up. I don't think I'm going to do a video, but I will do you know written and photographs and all that good stuff. Um, now, I also want to talk about a new gig I've picked up. I've picked up a new contracting gig, which actually has me pretty busy these days, uh, five days a week type of thing. Um, Kelly Blue Book, which is you know, 20 minutes away from my house, just down the road, uh, it launched a new tech-focused site, an e-mobility site called Ride.Tech, and they're looking for a lot of video content creation. They hired our friend Josh Ostrander to bring him in-house, and then Josh said, you know, it'd be great if we had a second camera person or video producer, and he suggested me, and so I've been brought in as a contractor initially to help produce their in-house developed video content. So we are shooting their daily news show with uh, the host, Allison Hayslip, who, if you watched G4, she was on that. She's fantastic. She's really good um, behind the ca- in front of the camera. Uh, she's been a blast to work with. We're getting to use some really nice equipment. They bought us some fresh gear. And it's, it's been good so far. It's a, it's a nice, easy working environment. However, it is my first time working in an office in 10 years. The first day there, I was literally texting my wife that I, I, I don't, I'm not a panic attack guy. I told her I'm going to have a panic attack. Uh, I have to have a key card to get around. Um, it's like an open office plan, techie type thing. But it's also laid back and chill. And it's one of those places like your hours are your, aren't really your hours. Just get your work done, which is great. I love that mindset. And then they're also... I'm just, I'm a nomadic person in the office at the moment where I don't have a desk, but that's because they're letting us transform one of their conference rooms into mine and Josh's own office with a studio, which is pretty dope. So we're going to throw foam, you know, foam, sound foam up on the wall. We're going to do a little VO booth corner in one corner. And then we're going to do one wall is going to be where we shoot the news show. Cause right now it's green screened, which is a pain in the ass. We're going to do a dedicated space like Peter McKinnon style without, you know, not as crazy as McKinnon, but we're going to do something like that to shoot the show. We're shooting with a Canon C200 if you're a camera fan. So we've got some fun shit to play with, 
which is really nice. We also just got the Canon EOS R as a B cam, which is a cool camera that I've been wanting to play with as well. On top of that, we've got a Movi, so we're gonna do some stuff with a Movi. I don't know what yet. We've got some car mounting stuff, and then they're letting us pitch ideas for stuff that makes sense in the tech space. Like Josh and I wanna take this Cadillac and super cruise to the oldest Del Taco just because. Um, we're trying to borrow electric skateboards, uh, e-bikes, um, scooters, all these things. There's electric foils for, like in the water. There's electric surfboards. Uh, we're trying to get our hands on as much gnarly shit as we can. There's a company doing an electric side-by-side that I'm in contact with that I really want to test. Um, there's a there's a lot of stuff we're trying to... As we build up and get in the flow over there, we're pitching more stories about, what if we did this? What if we... And they're like, yes, keep pitching those stories. That's exactly the type of stuff we want. So that's really fun. It's just sucking up a lot of my time. Um, so there's a bit of that going on. And, and it has me thinking, you know, as I roll into episode 300... It's getting tougher to make these. Um, it's it's getting harder and harder to make these. You know, I I love what Chris did with his in home office studio space, but it it was never quite the same as when we shot at Ferris. There was something about the ease of rolling in there and knocking it out, and it was a great place to bring gas and all that stuff. Uh, Chris's studio was nice, but it it just never had the same vibe. So I've been kind of I'm not. I I still enjoy doing the podcast. It's just more of a slog than it was before. Um, Even though I'm doing this from my house, it's just, you still carving out time. Wait till kiddo goes to bed. I have to do Hooniverse stuff later at night now to make sure I get, because they're letting me still do my Hooniverse stuff um, just to make sure that gets done. I have a bunch of videos to cut. I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I'm, I'm thinking that as we inch our way towards 300, it might be time for a little bit of a break. It actually feels weird to say that out loud, um, but it might be true. It, it, I, I think I might need a little bit of time to sort and reevaluate how we do the podcast. I might convince the Kelly Blue Book folks to build a podcast studio for their own podcast needs and then secretly commandeer it after hours for my own podcast needs. If that were to happen, I'm, I think life would get a lot easier again, podcast-related-wise. But as it sits now... Um, it's, this isn't, it's not as easy. Well, it was never easy. It's always been a lot of work. It's just harder and harder to find time to fit this work into the rest of the work and where it stacks up in all of that stuff. I'm going to pause the, uh, Patreon account. Um, actually tonight I'm going to do it so I don't forget. Um, just so that they're not continuing to support me when I'm not doing anything because that'd be asinine and ridiculous. I don't want to do that, of course. Um, and I do want to take a moment to thank them um, for all the support. I don't I don't remember which episode we started doing Patreon, but some of you have been there the whole way through. Um, even anybody who popped in, gave once, and then popped back out, I don't care. That's amazing of you to have done that. But those of you who have done it the whole way through is wild to me. You guys are amazing and you are the motivation for me doing this as long as I've as I've been doing it. You're part of it. You're not the full motivation, but you're a major part of it. So I thank you very much. Um, I think I don't want to make a big deal out of episode 300. And I think I do want to do it at Four Sons. And I'm not going to 
put it on blast like I did last time. Like we had Farah there and Matt Farah posted about it. And that's probably why we had a bigger crowd than we did. But I might invite a guest or two. We'll sit down a couple of us. If some people are in the area and I'll tell you the date. So if you do want to go, you can come. I'm just not going to make it as big of a deal as we made the last one. Um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. We'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what's going to happen. I don't want to stop short of 300 because that would suck. I want to get to 300 and then pause and reevaluate. I think that's what we're going to have to do. So, but I do want to make five more good shows um, and and kick butt and then have a really fun 300th and then um, take a breather on it. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Um, the YouTube channel videos will keep going and. The website will keep going as well, of course. Those are just, you know, pillars that have to keep on moving. Um, so there's all that for now. Now, there's one um, final thing that I want to talk about, which actually really, really sucks to talk about. Not 300 podcasts. None of this shit matters in the grand scheme of life based on this next story. Um, our friend uh, Davey G. Johnson is missing. And it's weird. And it's crazy. And... Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's just some backstory. Davey's one of the original OG members of Jalopnik. Spinelli started it all. And then he brought in people like Johnny Lieberman and Davey G. Johnson. Ben Wadzilla was an early Jalopnik person too. Andrew Diderosi. Uh, I don't know how many of you know him as well. Some early OG Jalopnik people. And reading Davey's stuff in the beginning showed me that maybe... I could do something like this or, you know, you could be the type of person who liked more irreverent car based stuff and there was a home for you. And that early Jalopnik was a home for all those people on the internet like us. And that's how I met Tim, who's the co-founder of Hooniverse with me. We were just two Jalopnik commenters. I was one of the first starred commenters for any of you who remember old Jalopnik. They've starred 10 commenters originally and i was one of those first 10 which is fucking hilarious uh davy wrote the original customer service customer service post uh so davy but but going back to how he relates to us to the best of my knowledge davy along with mike spinelli brought the word hoon from australia and put it in the american automotive enthusiast lexicon some other people might claim it differently but that that's what it is it's those two and davy used it a lot phil greeden merely martin used it a ton as well um but they were they were using it a lot i would not be surprised if you asked brian scotto where he got it from and it's probably davy and spinelli i, I mean it has to be so hoonigan and hooniverse wouldn't look like they look like today without the in early influence of Davy G. Johnson. And he is missing. For those of you who don't know the full backstory, I'll back up farther. What He was on a very long motorcycle ride for motorcyclists. He's doing a story on a Gullwing. Um, and he was started, I think, down in L.A., rode to Vegas, then Vegas to Mammoth. And he was going to go Mammoth over the Sonora Pass to Sacramento, which is near where he lives. Somewhere along the way, he fought through ice and, and cold because, you know, it's still cold up there. And he made it through a ride. He texted his girlfriend. I'm sorry I didn't text you earlier, um, but I made it through. I'm wiped. I'm tired. And it was a tough ride. But he was fine. I love you. I miss you. I'll see you soon. He continued his ride, and then he didn't check in the next day, and they couldn't get a hold of him. Um, and so a search began, and they found where his cell phone last pinged off a tower, and then that narrowed it down. They found his motorcycle at a, parked at a rest stop 
um, I can't even pronounce the name, like Mokaluni Hill. I don't know what the name of that town is. And then 50 yards away from that, near a river on a park bench, they found his backpack, cell phone, computer, and clothes sitting there next to a river. And they can't find him anywhere. Um, And it's been since, like, it's been a week. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, I'm recording this on Tuesday night. It's been a week. And it's crazy. Um, and I fear the worst because what's, what could you possibly think is a good outcome if you haven't seen, like you can't disappear in 2019. It's very, very, I mean, you could do it, but he was a, by all accounts, happy guy, very much in love with his new girlfriend. They talked about their future life plans together. She's a, she's a, a, a great girl too. An automotive journalist, actually Jacqueline Tropp. Um, I just saw Davey a month ago during the Audi e-tron launch because his girlfriend was on my wave. And when we stopped for lunch, which was in Sacramento, he came over and had lunch with all of us. Uh, so it's, it's weird. It's very, it's just, it's surreal. Um, um, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, you start to think about things you have to write waiting for word, um, just very difficult words to apply to a website you think about you you think about you're not qualified to write these sort of things um the 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 funny thing is i say this well i don't want to talk about what i've written um yeah i'll just leave it at that um but he's a very good writer who's his personality comes through in his writing because he loves music he really loves like early punk and ska and stuff like that he loves music he loves ireland motorcycles cars he has a 6.9 benz a really dope 6.9 benz um i think he still has an el camino i i don't know if he still has the el camino um he likes motorcycles he loves guitars and all that stuff and photography uh so it's just it's just weird that there's no word and i just i fear the worst because that river is all fast moving very cold snow melt and if you could think of you know taking a break after a very long difficult ride on a motorcycle um, thinking maybe you're going to take a dip in the water, you know, what, what, think about what that could lead to. And that's just terrifying because it could happen. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's crazy, 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 crazy. So I, I, I am hoping for the best, but you got to be realistic at some point as shitty as that sounds. Um, I don't know. It's made national news too, which is crazy. CBS news and USA today and all that stuff. Uh, I didn't mean to end this one on a downer, especially with the news that, you know, we're going to pause at 300, but, um, you, you got to talk about Davy. You can't not talk about Mr. David Gordon Johnson. Um, so I'm trying to think of something happier to say. Um, I'm a gladiator. I'm getting a gladiator. That's good. It's funny. You can't segue from that. There is no segue from that. Um, so let's let's think happy thoughts and that he's resting down the river naked as a fucking chicken, smoking a cigarette, waiting to be picked up. I think that's a good thought to have. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's a good one. Um, so stay tuned for if you want. I'll, 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 there isn't going to be more info about episode 300 except the date when we will be at Four Sons. Um, because I said I don't want to make it something big. And not that I expect thousands of people to show up, but, um, you know, we don't need 50 people there either. Um, I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't be sad if 50 people showed up, but I, I'd be fine if like five people showed up because I'd rather keep it chill and, and low key. Um, 
uh, so I'll, I'll send a date out as we get closer. Um, so pay attention to my social media and, uh, cause I'll tweet it. I'll probably tweet it out, but I'll also talk about it in the next few podcasts as well, which makes more sense. Um, but, uh, follow me at Hooniverse Jeff. Follow, also follow at the real Hooniverse. Go to our YouTube channel, like, and subscribe that stuff. Um, go read Hooniverse.com because, uh, I, I just, the website is the, the main heart of all of this, so keep going there. Go to blipshift.com and buy shirts and stickers. We have more shirts coming out. We have some great ones, more music-themed ones. I, I I don't think I've said this yet, but so we did a Pink Floyd-themed one, um, and then we're going to do a Pearl Jam-themed one. It's, yeah, buddy. I'm fucking stoked on that. And then I want to do more music-themed automotive shirts, so we'll figure out how to do that. So go there. And Dan Mosqueda, I know I owe you a sticker because you put yours on backwards and I said I would give you one and I will. Um, If any Patreon people are listening to this and I owe you shit, feel free to email me. I'm sure I've missed someone, but I feel like I've mailed them all out. But, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Um, I have stuff to send if I'm I'm not caught up. So there's that. Um, And then um, what else? Uh, I think that's... All I have to say at the moment, Twitter, Jay Glucker, also uh, The Real Hooniverse. So do that good stuff. And then uh, I will see you for episode 296, having, well, we'll be done with the Super Cruise. And then for that episode, I'll be actually on my way to drive the Hyundai Palisade. I'll probably do an on-location in the hotel room one. Um, And we haven't done one of those in a while. That could be nice. So it'll be a lovely time. It'll be a lovely chance to sit down and chat with you. And uh, I can't wait to see you there. I will see you in the hotel for 296.